Hello, guys and girls, and welcome to episode 62 of the TechCrunch Rumor Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 sorry, sorry. It's the F Reality Podcast. I do feel like it's the TechCrunch Rumor Podcast over the last couple of weeks, but I digress. We'll carry on. This is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Anchor. And if you want to leave us a message on Anchor, we can play that live during a future episode, and you can ask us a question, uh, which would be really cool. So maybe go and check out the Anchor app and do that. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat, and we'll try to answer as many questions as we can. But let me introduce you to the team. First up, he's a Gordon Freeman lookalike <laughs> and legendary VR Twitch streamer. It's Zimtok5. How you doing, man? You all right? Gordon Freeman, huh? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was researching today, so. uh, which we'll be talking more about later. I was thinking, that actually looks like Zim. He just needs a pair of glasses. You know the, uh, the 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 sad thing is once once upon a time I went through a an old box uh, of glasses that my dad had when he was like younger in his working career and I found a pair of glasses ones with you know on the ear that that loop around behind the ear like they're actually curved and I took these I think I was fourteen God uh, I, I took these into school and I wore them the whole day because I thought wearing glasses was cool <laughs> so there you go. That's, uh, You've that, never that's... been bullied in your life so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. I don't think they even said anything to me. I think it was that bad. So <laughs> that was. Uh, right. But yeah, good week so far, Mike. Yeah, yeah, soul crushing maybe. But uh, other than that, it's been a good week. <laughs> other than that, good week. <laughs> <laughs> so next up, this guy. He's been playing with himself all week, <laughs> and by that I mean echoes of himself in transpose. It's of course rowdy guy. How are you, man? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm in a different location again. You know, I like to switch around from time to time. I've actually had people say about me that I look like Gordon Freeman as well when I still wore glasses. Mm. Even my, my girlfriend even said that I look like Gordon Freeman when I had like my I had like those big glasses on. Yeah. But uh, I've been bullied so much in my life. I got laser surgery. You know. <laughs> That's the way to sort it out. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you should have like a cosplay off you and Zim who can be the best Gordon Freeman. Yeah. Both Gordon Freeman. It's a Gordon off. We, we, we could. Yeah. Nathan can, be, Nathan can be a head crab. <laughs> no, he's the G man. He's the G man. We can totally do this guys. We can totally do a half life themed podcast. Let's say if there is something getting announced soon, then we should dress up all of us to celebrate. Yeah, I would. I would. With with a God of War, like, with a God of War, like, crossover, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So next up, he's been fighting Octopus, saving a school, and commanding an army of soldiers, all in a week's work for Nathie. How you doing, man? You all right? Yeah, I've been playing a lot of VR games, yes. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, also, if I can suggest a uh, outfit for Mike, um, he should be that that doctor, you know, the one that gets eaten by the head crabs. I don't know his name. Uh, what is his name again? Beverly Crusher. Is, I think wait, it's Beverly wait, wait, Crusher. Wait. Is, is this now Nathy saying he wants to eat Mike? Yeah. Good yeah. Job. Well, pretty much. <laughs> yes. The one with the glasses, you know, that is in every yeah, yeah. part of Half Life. Yeah, uh, that dies every time. Yeah, exactly. That's you, Mike. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> well, if you didn't know who I was, other than that scientist that gets 
eaten by head crabs in Half-Life. I'm Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. And in today's episode, we've got a super busy show for you. We're going to be talking about the leaked Valve VR headset. Has Half-Life 3 been confirmed? Well, <laughs> stay tuned to find out. Then we're going to be talking about a newly announced Shadow VR headset. It's competition for the Quest with this new Six Degrees of Freedom standalone headset using the Vive Wave platform. And then finally, we're going to be rounding up the show with Beat Saber for PSVR. PlayStation owners can finally saber some beats, but why is the rest of the community so unhappy about it? Well, you'll find out soon mm-hmm. enough. So let's find out what everyone's been playing and their highlight of the week this week. And of course, let's kick it over to Zim first to see what he's been up to. The pseudo G-Man. So pseudo G-Man has been, has been working on uh, quite a few... I finally got my PSVR uh, stream PC working again. Those have seen Zim's casting couch, so I was very happy about that. Um, audio is, for anyone who does live broadcasting, like you'd think it'd be the video, but it's always the feckin' audio that, that mucks you up. And um, so that, that that was my achievement of the week. But the highlight, I would say, in terms of VR content has to be, and it's kind of an odd one because there's a few of these, a few good titles that I've touched, including Astrobot, but I'll pick... I'll actually pick Hold the World from David Attenborough because I found that the photogrammetry that they did in actually materializing David Attenborough, who's a nature presenter, who's worked with the BBC for, I don't know, 60 years or something, um, in front of you in uh, actual London venues and actually seeing and scaling full-on fossils and seeing these models come to life in the most beautifully detailed animations. I was just, I mean... I know it's relatively short and you can probably buzz through it in an hour, but the way they did it and the fact that you can, even David Attenborough himself in front of you, you can like look at different angles at the guy. I mean, this guy is probably not much longer for the planet, I'm sorry to say. And when he passes on, it's great to know that he's there and you can like sit down with him and listen to him talk about the thing he's passionate about. And just amazing. I was blown away by yeah, it. I, I haven't thought about it that way yet, but that's indeed true that you can now become like completely immortalized in virtual reality by using photogrammetry and like voice recordings and like that's actually a really really neat feature yeah Yeah. and it's interesting it's so different um, than video i actually i actually visited the uh, the team that made it um uh, dream reality interactive they're based in london and they're also making arca's path Mm. um and i i met the uh the lead uh of the team there dave ranyard and he actually got to hang out with uh, david attenborough for like the week whilst they were shooting all the uh photogrammetry for that for that video he said he was a fascinating guy you know he said it was like a dream come true sitting there at breakfast opposite one of the, like the legendary david attenborough because no matter what that guy says it sounds fascinating you know yeah 100% it's that accent yeah, yeah. well it's not just, <laughs> that's just english accent Ronnie. but <laughs> sorry <laughs> You don't sound that way. <laughs> no, I'm not English. Jeez, <laughs> um, that's 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 just um, no. I don't know. It, 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 the guy is a walking library. Yes. You know, um, and the the amount that he knows, the detailed amount that he knows. You know, you, someone was was sitting there watching as we were as we were running this show, and um, it was the thing they said just echoed with me. It was like I didn't know I was going to learn something today, and like mm. when you when you realize you learn, I don't know, thirty facts, bang bang, machine gunned into your head like in that short a time and you just go wow how small is my world that i haven't considered uh, a trilobite from you know 6500 bc you know in my day to day but now i've heard about this and thought about it and it, it's really intriguing and so the thing that i am reminded of but i i forget you know play loads of different games and then you hit a an educational content title 
and you just go, wow, this is actually it. This is what it's all about. Like this is how people are going to educate themselves going forward. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. And is it right that there's a part in the experience, because I didn't try it all when I demoed it yeah. in London, but there's a part where David Attenborough actually meets himself in virtual reality. Is that is that right? Oh, uh, so the only thing that I saw, I, I did the kind of nine different uh, unlockable bits that you could do. And then he runs during a, an, an experience with one of these like gigantic eggs. He actually runs a clip of himself from when he was like in his 20s, which is really wow. interesting to see because I've never seen a young David Attenborough. And um, even seeing him, as I said, I, I've never, you know, met him in that such a personal way. I've seen his face before on various programs like Planet Earth. But uh, I don't know if I don't know about the one you're talking about. It sounds okay. more like multiplicity. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like a David Attenborough Inception. Um, but it, it just looked really cool. Is this um, experience free or is it paid for? I, wasn't I, believe, quite sure. I believe it's paid for, but if you're a Sky TV owner, I think you can get it for free. Um, I right. didn't, you know, thank you, Oculus. I, I didn't Sky get a chance. Owner, but it's only something it in the costs. UK, right? Exactly, yeah. 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 Sky's yeah. kind of your basic sure. vanilla TV service that you don't want to get broadband from. <laughs> you said uh, how long is the experience again roughly i think it was about an hour that it took okay. us to kind of go through it's kind of like nine different segments but it's all really well done i mean the the environment around you actually deconstructs and reconstructs itself in a yeah. way that was really impressive um, i don't know how they managed to do that they did a really you don't see any uh any evidence of cameras or whatever so they did a really great job of covering up the yeah. way they recorded Attenborough. Now, the, the, the only thing that i would say is like if you're on psvr you'll be very familiar with the oh i'm out of range so you get that actually they did that to restrict you because obviously the photogrammetry equipment could only capture him from about a 50 degree angle so outside of that bound you can't just walk around mm -hmm. behind him i tried it right right and what was the name of it again sorry i missed it again uh, hold the world i thought it was a little oh. bit i was like oh this is like a hodor moment but no it's, uh, <laughs> it's actually Attenborough. yeah genius genius okay <laughs> So let's find out uh, how 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 rowdy has been this week playing with himself in in virtual reality. How's it been, for you, dude? <laughs> yeah, I've I've played actually a lot of games. Like uh, Transpose was indeed one of them, uh, but I I got back into like uh, some older titles uh, again as well. I played The Land of Amara, which I highlighted last week. I played mm. some uh, some Creed. Uh, I found another new level in Accounting Plus, which I didn't even know that was there up until like people like were commenting on it. And then uh, the thing I actually wanted to highlight this week is that I, I got to, the most fun that I had in virtual reality this week was uh, that I got to show uh, my Oculus Go to a person who has never tried real virtual reality yet. Um, she used like some some cardboard experiences, but nothing really as extensive as the Oculus Go. And, uh, you know, I downloaded some apps like like virtual virtual reality. I, I showed a phase of fears because she was a horror fan. I said, that's a mistake because you have never tried it in virtual reality. <laughs> oh, but I like horror movies, she said. I said, yeah, I know, but it's not the same thing. <laughs> I like horror movies too. And uh, she she really screamed. She screamed so loud that her mom came downstairs to check uh, what was going on. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, she screamed really hard there. And then, um, uh, yeah, it was just a lot of fun to be seeing someone like tr have like their very first experience in virtual reality uh, with the Oculus Go, uh, and she couldn't wait to like try like other headsets as well. So yeah, it's a it's a it's a very nice thing to still to still be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like demoing uh, VR to people that have never tried it before is such a magical moment because you get to witness that oh wow moment and it's it's guaranteed almost every time that they're going to have that experience that and they're yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. amazed by it and then they walk away 
truly understanding what virtual reality is and what it can offer them. It's like yeah. you've converted someone. It's so yeah, it's such yeah. a cool experience for both people, you know, for yeah. you and them. Uh, especially yeah. because it's 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 it sounds like the future when you talk about it as well. Yeah. Like you know, you say, oh yeah, you know, you can buy a headset and then connect with someone like over the other side of the planet but actually have that feeling of presence that they're next mm. to you in a room and you can watch a movie together and that's that's just like mind-boggling uh, for for a lot of people not only for her but yeah, yeah i really like that i wonder how long it's going to be until a bbc crew makes it into the, like the middle of the uh, of like latin america or, you know south america or something in the middle of the jungle and they bring a vr headset and they're like don't worry it'll be fine and then all the spears come out and it just becomes a bloodbath <laughs> but I, I would watch that. Well, Just saying. Well, okay. so, uh, hopefully you've got a, something lighter to, to talk about, Nathy. Oh, well, yeah. First of all, uh, in the chat, we have some people who uh, also played a bunch of uh, VR uh, titles. We have Hussein, who says that he played From Other Sons, uh, Echo VR, I Expect You to Die. Um, Steve has been playing Windlands 2, Skyrim VR, and Poker Stars VR. That's, uh, that's a new one. Mm. And he also said that if anyone hasn't tried Skyrim uh, VR with a Dragonborn Speak Naturally mod, you are missing out. Ah, I yes, didn't even yes, know that yes, was yes. a thing, but uh, that sounds really cool. And then we have That's Eric. what they also use for Elite Dangerous. Yes. Yeah. And, and Star control. Trek 2, I think. Uh, right? I don't know if that's the same. But yeah, they do use voice control. I don't know if it's the same one. But... Okay. So uh, Eric played Transpose and uh, Eclipse of uh, Edge of Light. Mm -hmm. And then last but not least, we have uh, um, Brian Foster, who hasn't been playing that much. He's like uh, getting into game development right now with VR. Nice. So well, congratulations exciting. and good luck. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I, I played a lot of stuff. I just rushed through everything at the moment. There is so much coming out because, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's almost Christmas, apparently, and the developers now start to launch their titles because, um, yeah, I don't know if it's the best time of the year to sell your game. Maybe it is, or maybe not, because if everyone does it at the same time, then it's getting a little problematic, I would say. But, uh, yeah, I try to kind of, like, play games for at least, like, an hour and then go to the next one. So I played Transpose. I played uh, the Rasane on the PlayStation VR. I played um, uh, Thin Hearts. And there is another one. I think it was Eclipse of Light, right? Yeah. 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 So um, if I could highlight one, um, I would say I would go for Derasane because um, it's one that has not been given that much attention, I would say. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a very interesting puzzler, beautiful, um, really slow. Like it's, it's, it's a new kind of like puzzle title, I would say, with... Um, new mechanics i haven't seen before so basically what you do in this game is you are a fairy and uh, you need to operate within a school where children believe in fairies and you need to constantly surprise them in ways and leave messages behind so it's it's super magical you know if you ever want to be a fairy and uh, you know help kids out uh, then uh, this is the one for you it does get like a little bit dark later down the road because this uh, game has been made by the developers who also worked on uh, uh, Dark Souls and Bloodborne uh, from software. Um, and uh, yeah, for some reason, it escalates into a total different story you would never expect. Um, so, yeah, if you if you are interested in that, then go check it out. Also, if you are a big fan of Bloodborne, there are a lot of Easter eggs in 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 the in the game that hint to maybe another 
um like you know maybe so, sequel so if, if you if you like bloodborne and uh, uh you really wanted to be a fairy as a kid then this is <laughs> yes, exactly yeah. the title yeah. for you yeah that's no that's true yeah that's what when, it is when you said it started to get dark later on in the game i had visions of the fairy just like collecting like kids teeth out of their heads you <laughs> well, know because like the tooth fairy <laughs> I, no, no so i actually googled this because in the in the description they they say fairy in in a way that i haven't seen before so apparently after looking this up there are two different fairies you have like uh you know the happy ones and then you have these like dark uh ones that you can also you know with the horns and and stuff like that oh. and they visit people at night and yeah. it's kind of creepy so that's kind of what Falls. it is but it no? starts is that exactly a exactly like a mix of that like a hybrid i don't know what it is but yeah it's 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 super super cool so if you um yeah if you are interested in that then uh yeah that's nice it. Cool. Nice. So there's a couple of things I want to talk about this week. Uh, and one isn't a game, one's a, a movie, because uh, I had a, a sort of morning off this week and went to the cinema because, you know, there's, I've not been to the cinema in ages, but I thought uh, I'd go and check out Overlord at the cinema. And I don't know if you're familiar with this film. It came out just recently. It's by, um, it's produced by J.J. Abrams, who also I actually, produced... I actually missed that movie because I was supposed to go and watch it on the Halloween night, but it was like the third movie in the row, and I already saw two, and I was like, I'm, I'm just too tired. I'm going home, but I really want to check that one out. So oh, mate, you continue. should definitely go and check it out. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. And it is kind of game-related because it's, it reminded me of Wolfenstein. It's Ooh. almost like the story of Wolfenstein in a movie because... Yeah. It's based in World War Two, around the sort of just before the D-Day landings in Normandy. Oh. And uh, some American troops are sent over to take down a comms tower. And they go and take down this comms tower. But underneath the comms tower, they find that the Nazis are experimenting with corpses and turning them into like superhuman zombies. Of course um, they are. It becomes like super bloody, super gory. It's like a hardcore 18 rated movie. Um, but it's probably one of the best movies I've seen in the cinema for a while. So if you're really you're like, yeah, I, I would say it's that good. Like, I, I, you know, I've seen a lot of stuff at the cinema, but nothing that really I enjoyed as much as this one just recently anyway. Um, I'm a so, terrible yeah, person, raining. but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the VR punchline here. It, it was just gaming related because it's okay, like Wolfenstein. Okay. Gotcha. So. But it wasn't but, uh, as bad as like the Doom movie, right? Oh, no, 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 oh. no, no. Like a hundred <laughs> times better than the Doom oh, movie. Okay. Yeah. Like okay. the first... The first like 15 minutes of this movie alone are just so visceral and dramatic. It reminds you of like the D-Day landings from like Saving Private Ryan, but yeah. in a different oh. way. Yep. And it's it's super cleverly done. Um, so yeah, go and check out Overlord at the cinema if you want to go and check out a film. But in terms of VR game that I want to highlight uh, is definitely Wrench. It is my standout <laughs> game of the week so far. It just totally blew me away. We've talked about it previously on an episode of the show. Mm. Uh, we touched about it coming soon, and we highlighted their trailer, which did like a really cool time lapse of an engine being built. Yep. And basically, the devs released a free demo of it on Oculus Home, so you can go and check that out right now. Oh. And basically, the demo gives you a small taster of what the full game is going to offer. And the demo, you're able to build an engine piece by piece from scratch whilst following some uh, narrated instructions. Uh, so you can, you've got a guide to lead you through it if you have no idea what to do with engines whatsoever. <laughs> That's not a lug wrench. No, the other lug wrench. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But it took me like uh, an hour and 20 minutes to finish the demo. And um, I was, I was, I was wait, thinking wait, in my wait. mind. Do you know anything about cars? Uh, the thing is, I know a little bit about cars. I, 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 w I would no way say I'm a mechanic, but I, you know, I, I'm familiar with the terms, the different parts and stuff. Uh, but I did obviously use the step-by-step -step instructions they provided to build the engine. Um, 
but you've got to build it correctly, otherwise it won't work in the end. Um, so qu- another uh, but, question, quick one, Mike. Was, sure. Which was tougher, building this demo engine or the water block with your GTX new <laughs> GTX <laughs> Good question. Because uh, mm. both of them required instructions and I needed to follow them. So yeah, I would say par for par. Right. Equally as difficult, um, but equally as rewarding as well, I would say. Sounds like an ad. Yeah. 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 Um, but it was a super polished experience. And like I said, it took me an hour and hour and a half almost. Yeah. And I was thinking for the amount of content here and the amount of polish that is in this little experience and it's free, it's more content and more polished than most of the paid experiences that I've tried on the Oculus Store uh, recently. I, I got a question too. And uh I think this sure. is something that you might might highlight yourself, but I want to ask it now already because I'm curious. Do you feel like you know the engine now? Did you know more about it? Did you learn something? Yes, and this is what I was That's getting so to. Cool. Exactly. Um, like yeah. I, I actually felt like if I if I go through that demo three times, right, I reckon by the end of that, I could piece an actual like MX5 stroke Miata in the US engine together without any instructions i reckon i could do it that's that's awesome because that's that's what i like about like the non-gaming side of virtual reality it's just like the possibility of learning something up to such a level that you become an expert in it yeah by by doing doing something like that i mean you can extend this through so many platforms from like operations to like uh, mechanical stuff to engineering to uh, i think that's really neat yeah it's the way uh, the parts feel, you know, each individual part has its own like feel to it. And it looks like used or worn a little bit, which gives it that rugged look. And then you've got to assemble it all together with actual bolts. And then when you assemble it with a, like a, a ratchet, you've got to choose the right torque setting on the ratchet to oh. torque it to the correct torque. All right. And um, just like I mentioned in last week's episode about Red Matter having that really great tactile feeling and feeling of weight and that you really need force to move something they've used that same magic in this so when you talk a bolt your hand keeps moving but the wrench stays moving slowly in time with the tightness of the bolt ah, if you know yeah, what i mean yeah. it's very difficult to explain but visually it works virtual it resistance works. i think is the kind yeah. of term that's that a great way a great way of yeah. describing it exactly virtual resistance it would just be um, cool if you see this like extended across like a, a range of companies or brands like for example if you want to i don't know you buy like an ikea closet you get like yeah. a qr code and you put it on you watch a vr video or even more like extended to like when you i don't know when you buy like a, like a car you get a set of instruction manual you get like the full like detailed kind of thing of your car linked to mm-hmm. amazon so you can buy like the stuff that you need to buy or whatever and see how it's yeah. all put together uh, in exactly. virtual reality Exactly. That's and, amazing. and the developers, believe it or not, it's only a two person team. A two person team created this. It looks really and, good. And uh, yeah. I think that what they've achieved here is absolutely amazing. But like you said, Rowdy, I'd love them to be in a position to license the game engine that they've made, like with all these physics and mechanics in it, absolutely. and then license it to companies to make training uh, demonstrations for yeah. planes or boiler yeah. servicing or whatever it might be, IKEA, for example. I think that would be a great idea for them to make some money on this amazing you know, uh, engine that they've made. I wanted, I wanted in a sim game. I wanted in a sim game like an Arma or something where you actually mm. need a mechanic and your yeah. your Jeep or whatever breaks down. You're like, Mike, I need a mechanic. I'm over here and re- refit my engine. You know, it's like, yeah. how cool would that, that be? be? Actually using be so real cool. life skills 
while you're gaming, you know? Yeah, that would be so cool. But um, of, of course, this is just a small taster. Uh, you can just build the engine in this demo, but in the full game, you'll be able to build a full car. And then also you're going to be able to service customers' cars as well. And they've included this great mechanic in one of their dev videos where if you if you raise the customer's car off the ground, you can go underneath it. And then if a part's not working correctly, you can rattle it with your hand to see if the bushes either side of it are worn. Like the, oh, the attention wow. to detail is just incredible. That's um, that's so cool. That's so I'm so super cool. excited about the final release. Uh, but I thought I'd I'd mention that because it was such a standout experience. And it's something uh, different. And it's at the moment, like we said last time as well, it's very popular on on YouTube and on like uh, gaming oh, yeah. that like those like simulation experiences. Through, mm. oh, it started maybe off with like you know the, the uh, Euro Truck Simulator kind of things, but it extended yep. so far into like trade driving, farming simulators, and like house flipper and <laughs> how is it all called? Like you know, repair your PC game or whatever. Yeah. I don't know the name. It's funny because someone mentioned House Flipper in one of the comments on the video, and they said you would love that game if they made a VR version of it. It's <laughs> yeah. like knocking down walls, painting. Yeah, yeah, but it know? would be awesome. <laughs> so much fun. Um, so yeah, that's what we've all been up to this week. So let's move into some quick news. And first up, I just want to give a shout out to a dude from the community, and that is Gamertag VR, because as we speak right now, he is in the middle of a 24-hour charity live stream. And for those of you that have live streamed VR content before, like, you know, it, it's, it takes its toll on you. Like, VR is tiring. So doing a 24-hour live stream is, is no small feat, you know. It's After two be, hours, I'm dead. It's, yeah, it's, it's over it's, and done with. It's going to be super challenging for him. But, you know, he's doing it for an amazing cause, which is for cancer research. Uh, so if you want to go and check out his stream, uh, you can just search for him, Gamertag VR. He normally uh, does like PSVR streams, um, so you can go and check him out. I think he's playing uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew last time I checked. Um, and you can give him a shout out, give him some moral support, and maybe donate if you're interested in adding to the charity. But I just wanted to give him a little shout out because me and Zim met him at EGX Rest, and he was a super nice guy. So uh, I thought I'd give him a little shout out. Definitely. Uh, so next up is some Rift hardware stats. So uh, this week, Upload uh, reported on their website that they reported that 20% of Rift owners have three sentences or more. And I was just like, wait a minute, that sounds really low. But I thought maybe thinking more about it, that's probably about right. But I don't know about you guys. In my testing, I've always found that three sentences are probably the best. Like, that's the sweet I, spot for me. Down. I actually had to, two senses up to last week. Oh, really? you did? Only? Yeah. Wow. Only two senses up to last week. How do you feel now that you've got three? It's not that much of an improvement, I would say. I mean, it is okay. better, uh, especially when I'm when I'm ducking. Uh, yes. I, I, I notice it to be better. Uh, although my setup is not optimal, so I could probably, like, optimize it better. But since my... I actually had the feeling that because I was in a larger space... Um, I had to like you know, break everything down every time. The two senses were easier for me. I actually had them just in like in a forward-facing position. So when I turned around, I usually lost a bit of tracking. But when I got to my uh, uh, my smaller space, I, I noticed that because I bring them closer together, uh, they overlap more, and I have a little bit more difficulties when I turn around. So then right. the third sensor actually improved it a bit. Yeah. Right. I'd love to know in the chat as well, like how many sensors you've got, um, because I've tested with two, I've tested with three, I've even tested with four. And I've always found that three was kind of the sweet spot because four is just overkill and takes up another USB port, which are precious, as you'll know, if you run a, a yeah. VR system. Um, but on the other side, 
most titles on Oculus Home are front-facing ones and that not is true. ones. And that's probably for that very reason. Um, but I also heard out there from the community that a lot of, of the community have figured out a way to get decent room-scale tracking just using two yeah. sensors by putting them diagonally opposite yeah, each other. Possible. Yeah. Um, so you could do that. But it was interesting to get these official stats. <laughs> and they actually came from Oculus directly because they've got uh, an information page now which gives you all the, the hardware stats of everyone that is a Rift owner. So I've got some interesting other stats if you want to hear them. So the top... No. Se- <laughs> <laughs> you said it. I was Shut thinking up, it. Yeah. Um, go on. Well, you don't have a choice. So, so before, before we do that, Sorry, um, we have uh, Steve saying that he's using three sensors. Factory Live is using three. Uh, whoa, uh, Lotto is using four. Uh, hmm. Brian has three. Uh, Vatauk is using two. And I mean, they will get it, phased so. out later, probably. No, of course, of, of course. You know, especially yeah. if the rumors of the Rift S are to be, yeah. be believed, and you know they're going to move to yeah. inside-out tracking in favor of accessibility yeah. rather than performance, for sure. Um, but yeah, in terms of these hardware specs uh, and you know details we get from Oculus now, in terms of the top CPU, uh, apparently eight percent of all Rift users have an Intel i7 6700K. Which is the same processor that I have, actually. <coughs> sure. Um, really? <clears throat> really? Yeah, I thought well, it was way like lower. I would have thought it was lower as well. Yeah. Uh, but... How much? How many percent? Eight percent. Eight percent. But the, the trouble with processors and processor stats, I would say, from having participated in the Valve survey for about the last ten years, is that people will lump into a particular uh, a particular CPU. Uh, and C- yep. the CPU, as you said, it's 8%. It's not 58% or no, something no, no. like that. I mean, it's so graded. But the the ones that are, like, popular that are, like, supported by a PC magazine, you'll find, like, loads of people yeah. have that, that CPU, CPU, that specific yeah. one, out of a range yeah. of about, you know, 20 different offerings. Yeah. Um, so you get this think- kind of bumpy chart. Yeah, exactly. Because I think the 6700K is a good bang for your buck CPU, really. Um, But in terms of uh, GPUs, it's fairly interesting as well. Uh, 16.8% of all Rift users have a GTX 1080, which I thought, again, I thought is is pretty high. Um, But it seems like predominantly most people are in Intel and NVIDIA rather than AMD uh, camp. But uh, Mm. another another stat is 44.5% of Rift owners have 8 gigs of RAM. And almost 96% of users have touch controllers, which is fairly uh, to be. Wow. You know, that's, that, very, that's very, that's more than I was expecting. Really? Yeah. You thought it was 96%? Yeah, they were yeah. released separately. So a lot of yeah. people had to like buy them separately. That You don't yeah. see that that often for like a, a system that doesn't include everything to, yeah. uh, yeah, that's, well, that's impressive. I, well, the thing is for me, like, and it, maybe, maybe it, it is why I, I think the number sounds high to me. But I've got, I've got a good friend who bought the Rift like in conjunction with me and just refused to spend any more money on the equipment and didn't want to get a touch controller. But like, without to be without the touch controllers, I mean, it's, it's now it's, it's like it's the system seller in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. Although, in a way, it does make sense because uh, initially the Rift did not include uh, the the touch controllers, and then the price was a little bit more expensive if you had to add them with the Vive, I think. So it makes sense maybe yeah. that maybe back then that people would buy the Vive for the all-inclusive system. But then later, the Rift bundle came with the touch controllers that was way less expensive than the Vive. And probably mm. a lot of people like jumped on the jumped on the boat back then. Yeah. And therefore, yeah. Have, the, have the Rift controllers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. But then uh, they say that 18.1% have three sensors, uh, which, is, which I thought was an interesting stat, but I was surprised by. But especially because many people in the chat are saying they've got mm. three or four. Um, 
But yeah, most of you, all you guys have three senses, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Three, I, but I actually I'll have like a fourth one, but I I never. Yeah. yeah. Never use it. <laughs> you don't really need it. But the other thing I was going to say is, I, I think my that probably in those numbers, for instance, they're probably being suppressed by business or demo station users who are buying rifts because there's there's loads of sales, right? Like so when when you go to demo and you go to a convention, right? What, what, what actually happens, developers will buy rifts there as opposed to shipping them in with them if you're trying mm. to do that in bulk. So you're like, oh, I'll just get, you know, I'll get 10 setups. And, and I think that the extra camera being missing could be suppressed by, by mm. buyers like that. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. But if you are interested in picking up a third sensor, they're about 60 quid in the UK yeah. or 60 US dollars. In my opinion, I think it's a worthy upgrade, but it's all up to you and depending on what games you play, I guess. Yeah. Um, but moving on to some next quick news, we're going to be talking about a VR festival held in VR. So uh, this is kind of interesting. It's going to be called Future Lands, and it's hosted by High Fidelity. And if you're not familiar with High Fidelity, it's an open social VR platform that you can download either from Steam or directly from their website. And it's a bit like AltSpace or VR Chat in that it's a platform for people to meet up, socialize, and share experiences together. But they're, go they're doing this uh, sort of VR festival, uh, which is going to be held on Saturday, the 17th of November. So next Saturday. And they're going to be hosting it from midday to 4 p.m. PST, which means that it's going to be around 10 p.m. to midnight here in the UK. Um, the festival is free to attend and will have live music, an avatar contest, <laughs> uh, a marketplace, uh, raffles, and a live theater performance. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, so they've got a lot going on, and I think this sounds super interesting. Like, uh, I'm, I like the idea of uh, you know festivals or events being held in VR. I've never actually been to one, um, but I'd be really interested to go and see what it's all about. But is, is, is there like a it. is there like a pre-drinking party as well? Like, you know, before exactly. you go to the festival. <laughs> yeah, like you should all buy like tequila, and then every time they say something on stage, that you've got to open your shot. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, do they not have overpriced beer yet in VR? Because if they don't have that, then yeah, it's exactly. not really a festival. <laughs> Bring bring your own snacks. But I was wondering, have you guys uh, tried High Fidelity before? So yes. close. I've installed it and I haven't because just I've done it like every other social app. And the last one I did was the Wave VR. But um, High Fidelity, yeah. again, it's meant to be kind of sonic. In other words, you have these experiences and I've been always attracted to it. But I'm really interested right. in what their USP is. Like what's the unique selling point of High Fidelity over the other social apps? It's such a yeah, like teeth race, you know? And there's so many of them now, like Sansa is another one that I, I didn't mention. Plenty. You know, they're all yeah. kind of fighting to be this kind of oasis of VR, you know, where you can all meet up and hang out. But I think VR chat probably is still by far the most popular one, right? Uh, rec Room. Rec Room. Yeah, yeah you can count Rec Room in that space. I, I'm just, you know, you know what's coming. The behemoth is coming. Facebook VR of some nature is yeah. going to happen at some point. They wouldn't have done a play for buying Oculus if they weren't going to do that at some point. So. Or Oculus themselves, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's been that ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. Because mm -hmm. I, I actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I recently wrote a tweet about that as well. You know, when I, I got back into like the Oculus Home, and just like you know, coming home and that feeling of like you have like your own little establishment, and I had that like uh, that city set up. Yeah. You have like the city environment, and I really wanted to like you know, I wish I could like just like go out, take the elevator now, go down and like you know, go and explore the city. But they construct it in such a way that you get that feeling immediately when mm. you go in there, and I think that's so amazing how they do that. The environments really look great. You touch I think, on, uh, go on. I think Nathy gets that kind of vibe as well when he goes and visits his his home, yeah. Oculus home. 
Yeah, it feels very personal. Yeah, Surra- surrounded by bold men. Exactly. <laughs> if you ever want to visit my home, just add me on, you know, this platform and you can yeah. discover it for yourself. You'll be disturbed, put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, to yeah. me, I don't know if anyone else got hooked into it, but like, you know, in GTA, first, uh, Grand Theft Auto first incorporated um, property management where you could like buy oh, a house man. and upgrade and then have a, have a oh, flat, like, I want that in VR, like what Rowdy just described, like have yeah, a cityscape yeah. or even a, you know, a, just a mapped landscape city with, with an out, like a forest or whatever. So you could be city life or rural if you wanted, but like to be able to like somehow work for digital currency to earn a place. I mean, this sounds yeah. totally like second life equivalent, but yeah. that would be really interesting. If one uh, particularly big horse wins that race, then um, you can imagine that being quite pervasive with gamers. Like, yeah. And would- lucrative. <laughs> Yeah, for yeah. everyone. I know that Somium Space are one of those kind of companies that are trying to develop virtual reality real estate. You know, it's a thing that's happening. But, you know, like you say, it needs someone really huge to to really push it forward, I think. Yeah, uh, but very true. interested indeed if you're interested in uh, attending an event in VR. But the other bit of news I want to talk about very quickly before we jump into releases is Population One. Now, if you're not aware of this game, we talked about it very briefly on a previous episode, but it's a battle royale game that's being developed by uh, big box studio they previously mm-hmm. made a smash smash box arena which was kind of like a an arena based shooter um but they've recently raised 6.4 million in funding for this title and um you know it just kind of got me wondering because we talked on last week's episode at the very end about sort of you know there's not many applications that are really worth coming back to and back to and back to and i wonder if something like this population one could be you know, something like the Fortnite of VR, if it's mm. super polished and has all this kind of repeat reward system and, and, and a reason to keep coming back, uh, especially because of the amount of money that's being invested in it. Like, a, it's going to be like a, a polished experience by all accounts. Yeah, for me, it's always difficult because it's become the Fortnite in VR. You know, Fortnite pretty much revolutionized it. I mean, the, the entire Battle Royale kind of thing is not new. It's, it's no. something that's been around for like ages and it got maybe, you know, picked up again by uh, playing on Battlegrounds. <laughs> but then Fortnite took that concept and extended it into so many different kind of things. Like, because Fortnite is not popular because of the Battle Royale kind of thing. It's because mm. of the skins and like the little <laughs> dances and like all that other stuff uh-huh. they added to it. So it, it's, it's more of a social kind of experience and like bragging rights that you can purchase and stuff. But mm-hmm. um to, to become like the Fortnite of VR, you need to be, I think, very, very original in, yeah. in the way that you approach this kind of thing. And I, yeah, I don't, don't, I, I don't, don't I've never played Population way. One, but I don't, I don't know what they really do new. Like, what is the mm. really new kind of thing, except for being, you know, the the battle royale kind of thing of VR? Yeah, it's not mm. the sales Which, pitch though. Like yeah. the, the sales pitch here, and, and why they just got six million, right? That's that's hungry angel investors looking for. Something that, because if you look at the trend, right, Mike, if you look at the amount of Battle Royale games that have sold really feckin' well, uh, you know, there's six or eight of them. Like, there's six or eight that have done, like, crazy amount of of turnover. So this, to me, is just a room of angel investors who probably aren't that well, uh, you know up on what's ha- what happens with multiplayer vr games right now <laughs> but uh, uh yeah. you know and they're, they're chucking their money at it going uh, maybe it's a maybe it's a chance yeah they they are releasing a, a single player element to this so you can fight with bots and, and practice that way um mm-hmm. but they've got a, a mechanic called free motion where you can basically climb up any object within the game world you can that looks fly cool. up 
yeah. fly off buildings. You can build like you can in Fortnite. So that's kind of the comparison. It's kind of like Stormland, isn't it? Like that you can climb yes, on climbing those mechanic. surfaces. Yeah, because that's yes. and that was that felt really good. Like having it done did. that at OC five, that was really actually way better than I thought it would feel. So if it they did. if they bring it in, it'd be it'd be good. The the most fun I've had in a in a battle royale game of VR though, I think it's still Rec Room. I, yes, same. Yeah, I still like that one the most. Super polished. Yeah, yeah. and it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun that game. Um, but in uh, in Bath, uh, Population One, you'll have a one square kilometer world that you can go and explore, which is interesting. Uh, the game is still being developed right now, and there's no word on a release window yet, other than sometime in 2019. There is a private beta that you can sign up to be a part of uh, if you're interested, but you'll have to sign an NDA and you won't be able to talk about it or record any video content. Yeah. Um, but you can go and check that out on the Big Box uh, VR website if you're interested. Yeah. Okay. So that is that. And let's talk about some game releases then. We've got mm-hmm. a big one. Well, we've got two big ones, actually. Uh, first up is Echo Combat. A lot of people have been waiting for this one for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, especially fans of Echo Arena. Uh, but this one's going to be a paid-for experience. I didn't realize that uh, initially when they sort of said this was coming because obviously Echo Arena launched alongside Lone Echo and has been free ever since then. And I think there was going to... There was a hint at the very beginning that they were going to switch it to a paid model after a few months, but they decided to keep it free, and I'd imagine that was um, supported by Oculus. So, uh, But this new update, which will form part of the Echo VR app, because that's kind of how they separated it. You've got Lone Echo, and then you've now got Echo VR, which replaced the Echo Arena app. And then within that, you can either play Echo Arena or Echo Combat now. But I'd imagine you have to buy it as an in-app purchase or something like that. Um, okay. I think that's going to be the case. I'm not 100% sure, by the way. Um, But it launches on Thursday, the 15th of November, and is going to be available for $7.99 in British pounds, $9.99 in US dollars. Now, I don't know if any of you guys got to try out any of the the beta weekends or anything like that for Echo Combat. No. Um, I, I wasn't a massive fan of Echo Arena, only because like competitive multiplayer isn't my bag. But this one does interest me more being a bit of a shooter and having this kind of payload mechanic a bit like overwatch and it kind of mm. made me think of what you said previously zim about firewall in that <laughs> if you want to try out this as a new user get in while it's hot yep. and early before everyone starts getting super good at the game and starts just wrecking you straight away yeah I, this is gonna it's obviously gonna apply to this as well and it's the same for yeah. any honestly it's the same for the majority of multiplayer vr games Sometimes, and Nathie said this a couple of weeks ago, sometimes you have to wait for enough traction in the community, like a month mm. or something, before there's enough people in there for it to really get fun. And actually, I would have said that the first couple of weekends, like with From Other Sons, wasn't great. But a month and a half in, or a month in, like chock full, you know? And it, yeah. of course, this weekend's, you know, was free. So uh, anyway. Yeah. But, I, you know, I think it looks really cool. I love the fact, you know, that they've done all these skins and different emotes now and stuff in uh, Echo Arena. I think the game's starting to look really nice. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if alongside the launch, we get more information about other game modes um, and other bits and pieces yeah. that they've added over time. The only thing that bothered me a little bit with the, with, you know, the competitive side of like Echo Arena um, was the, ca- the camera angles. They were not mm. properly done, I think, because uh, it was very hard to orientate yourself uh, after I, when you look at the event. Because I, I watched like a few of the events on the on OC five where they had a comp- competition as well, mm. and I think that's like one of the major strengths of like uh, competitive games like Onward, where you can see like how the camera angles like they they're really well orchestrated, they're very well done, they're very they're personally moved. But with Echo Arena, the, I had the feeling that 
it was sometimes so much change over the place and like because it goes up and down there's no gravity and that kind of stuff that's like a lot harder to like get into the scene that you really want to see uh, yeah. without like disorienting the viewer so i'm actually curious if they change anything about that as well yeah so did they were they using third person cameras like they did in onward both so right third and first person but it was right. mostly because like people like you know they go up and down and, and yeah uh, from the right and then it's it gets really confusing because the colors also they don't discern that much between the two players that the, right. i sometimes had a hard time like just like figuring out to what side is the guy going now so yeah it will be interesting especially because with the payload you've got a fixed track where the payload has to go yeah. maybe they could fix cameras along the way especially mm -hmm. for a competitive event and film it that way but yeah that's an interesting point definitely it sounds, um but yeah so, so i was gonna say with your with the payload piece it sounds so much like team fortress in terms of its design if anyone has ever played <laughs> yeah I, I know team fortress. the halloween version or the casual one oh, oh my god <laughs> yeah well those 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 updates and mods are <laughs> hey, oh! <laughs> Nick Macy representing Team Fortress. That's, yes. that's a funny coincidence, by the he's way. A, he's OG. He's OG. I, I am, dude. Yeah, just, yeah. just be careful. Do not wear that shirt when you're playing Star Trek Bridge Crew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's got Although a red, we both, he's got a we red both shirt. know that we're noobs and probably deserve a shirt like that. <laughs> Me included. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's Echo Combat coming out on Thursday the 15th. Go and check that one out. And then the second one is one of my favorite games of the year so far, and it's coming to Steam, which I'm super happy about, and that is Winlands 2. Uh, as we know, it's been on Oculus for a while now. It's one of my favorite games of the year so far, and it's going to be releasing on Steam on Friday the 16th of November. So that means that Vive owners and Windows MR owners can now experience what it's like to swing through the Winlands themselves. And find our Easter eggs. And find our Easter eggs, because we've all got exactly. Easter eggs in the game. All of us, I still including don't even the podcast. Know where my own Easter egg is. <laughs> I think I found mine. I found my own, but I didn't find anyone else's. But I do know of people that have made comments saying that they found yours and the F Reality one as well. So uh, yeah, if you can, if you want to go and find some Easter eggs, take some pictures and let us know. We'd love to see them. I found about um, four, four or five actually in the game. I still have yet to. Wow. I've yet to find myself. <laughs> I'm still looking. So I love that. It's, this sounds like really dramatic. I'm yet to find myself. In that, that does. Game. <laughs> <laughs> I found, you, you know where I found Frank at the bottom of a hole. <laughs> uh, Bless him. Bless him. Right. So I think this. Uh, we don't have any uh, indication of pricing on Steam just yet. But if the Oculus pricing is to be sort of indicative, then it's going to be around twenty two ninety nine in British pounds, twenty nine ninety nine in US dollars. Mm -hmm. I would say it's definitely worth it. Uh, so let's talk about some juicy news that is going to get everyone triggered. <laughs> wait, wait, everyone crunch. hyped. Tech wait, one, one more release. Uh, um, sure. We have Red Matter also on Steam now. Yes, that is oh. very true. That is very true. Yeah. But Mike already played that one. Ah, yeah, finished yeah. it, you know, after yeah. we asked them to do that. For, yeah, oh. no more forfeits for me. Yeah. So okay. let's talk about the news from Valve, because this, well, it's not from Valve, it's actually from Upload. Um, <laughs> but um, it feels like, you know, we just talk about leaks on the show now. We don't, we don't have facts anymore. We just speculate on rumors yeah. now. <laughs> so, uh, WikiLeaks. At least it's not from TechCrunch, so <laughs> thank, thank, be thankful for that. But in all seriousness, no, in all seriousness uh, Upload VR have done a good job this week, I think, in some investigative journalism. And, you know, instead of just giving us these rumors, we've actually got some evidence in terms of photos, which we didn't get with the TechCrunch stuff about the Rift S. All it was was speculation, whereas at least we've got some pretty 
compelling evidence in terms of these photos that we've got of the headsets and we'll hopefully, part of it. we'll hopefully try and show you some of those photos um so valve have been public over the years about developing knuckles controllers you know we've seen them devs have got them we've talking to devs that have got them and we've now seen videos on youtube of people getting hands-on with them and trying out this new demo that valve created to show off the the sort of benefits of using a controller like the Knuckles because it's got like pressure sensitive grip and all this kind of stuff, which is really interesting. But what we've never really seen or heard about before is Valve actually making their own VR headset. And that's pretty much what we got confirmation of uh, yesterday when this article from Upload. And I've been studying these images and zooming into them and trying to get as much information out of them as I possibly can. So I've got some little nuggets of information for you. <laughs> it's a Raspberry Pi, isn't it? I knew it. <laughs> it's made by Raspberry Arduino. Exactly. It's Arduino. Yeah. <laughs> so in, in 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 these photos, there's like four photos that were leaked, and in one of them, there was a computer screen in the background, and you could see the date on it. And so it seems like the photos were taken around the 25th of July this year. So these photos are like almost four months old, and the photos themselves, they look like fairly finished products. You know, there's there's a few of them on the bench there, so they've obviously got mass sort of prototype manufacturing in place um so it could be that we're not that far away from an official announcement at least uh but anyway for the audio listeners i'll describe the headset as best as i possibly can so the headset features a head strap which resembles the vive deluxe audio strap in that it's got like a big cushioning bit at the back and a ratchet system at the back so you can tighten it onto your face uh it's also got some built-in uh headphones that sit on your ear they don't look like the over-ear ones that we've got on the vive pro they look like more like the oculus rift ones which is good um it's really interesting that they've kind of abandoned with this model anyway they've abandoned the pro construction because and i i wonder if that's responding to the fact that the headset wobbles like crazy it does wobble like crazy you're right Um, but the cushion on the back of this headset it has this like kind of mottled gray material on it mm-hmm. and when you look at the prototypes that have been sent out recently of the knuckles it uses exactly the same material on the knuckles controllers so it, it makes it even more credible that's half life uh, three confirmed right there <laughs> boom <laughs> wow that escalated quickly yeah it did oh my god so the headset on the front of it it features two front facing cameras which are located at the front bottom either side of the headset um and then if you look really closely and you zoom into the images you'll actually see really small circles dotted around the front and sides of the headset and that's of course for the tracking very similar to like the vive and the vive pro it's going to be using base station tracking by all accounts because there was some speculation that these two front facing cameras would utilize inside out tracking but it certainly doesn't seem that way because these little dots wouldn't make sense otherwise um so that's a really interesting fact Um, The other really interesting part of the design is that the front of the headset above the two cameras features like a rectangular recess with a USB 3 port attached Mm. to it on the side. And it looks exactly the same shape as a leap motion. Like most of us here experimented with leap motion when the Rift first came out without even touch controllers because it had this hand tracking technology that worked super well, had some really cool polished demos that you could check out. But unfortunately, when touch came out, leap motion kind of just faded into the background. And then it's not really been used that much since then. Mm. But this could be really interesting if Valve is saying, well, you know, our headset is really going to utilize some leap motion features and use hand tracking. So 
that's my best guess. It could be something else completely, but uh, I would be surprised if I was wrong on that one. Could be a soundbar. It might just be but like it, a standard, you know. Yeah. I'm just joking. Sorry, it's a horrible but it, joke. it would be weird if they have knuckle controllers, right? No. Knuckle yeah. controllers and lead motion. Yeah, of course. No, it, it makes sense. Like they, they would use both. Like, the, you know, I, I would be surprised if we don't get a bundle, but I'll, I'll talk about that more in a bit. Right, um, cool. In terms of uh, the headset itself, like in terms of like inside the lenses, the lenses look almost identical shape to the ones on the Vive Pro. So if I just show you quickly on camera now, you'll be able to see that they're kind of, um, they've got this circle and then they've got a cutout here where your nose is and they look mm -hmm. exactly the same on this uh, Valve prototype. Yeah. So very similar, but they do look a bit bigger. So that could mean that it, it could have a higher resolution and it could have a higher field of view field of also. View. But we don't know that for sure just yet. Um, looking at the bottom of it, it does have adjustable IPD. So that's all built in, but that's pretty standard nowadays in terms of uh, headset design. And then when we've got an image of the headset without the front plate on showing the, the PCB itself, it does actually have a Valve logo on it, giving the rumor even more credibility. Um, I think in my mind, um, but I think the news is is actually really exciting, and and for me, I was kind of surprised by it, but I'm super excited by it as well because, you know, we know that they were developing the knuckles. Now that they're developing a headset as well, and during this article, they sort of mentioned a rumor that there would be some first party software for it as well in terms of like a Half Life game. Of course, we've got no images or anything to back that claim up, but. It has been two years since Valve have made a VR bit of software. You know, the lab mm. was made over two years ago now, and it would make sense that they've been developing something behind the scenes to go alongside the hardware and do what Nintendo does. You know, they make this, this amazing hardware, then they make first-party software to show off the hardware to its best potential, and then they kind of lay the foundations to say, developers, this is what you can achieve with our system. Go and do it yourself now. Well, um, the only difference could be is that they will like sell it again, and mm. some someone else is gonna make the headsets, mm. like HTC did with their first, you know, uh, yeah. live prototype. Yeah, but it certainly seems that they're making the knuckles themselves, right? From what we've seen so far, they're prototypes, yeah. so they're yeah. not for sale until they are ready, right? Mm. Yeah. But I mean, Valve does have a history in making making hardware. I mean, it they does. made the Steam Link, the Steam controller, and basically both the Vive Vive uh, the Vive controllers and uh, the Knuckle controls are like remappings of the of the Steam controller. The mm -hmm. the reason why they use a trackpad is because it's so successful in the Steam controller. So, uh, in in that way, Valve does have a history in making hardware. But to be honest, I'm a little bit less excited about the hardware than I am about you know, possible Valve software, which I th still think is a little bit more interesting for yeah. me, mostly because the things that I see on the hardware, I do not find that interesting. I mean, if it's a higher resolution, cool. If it's a more field of view, cool as well. But it's not really like, I want to say like really new technology as I would expect from something coming from, from Valve. Like, for example, the knuckle controllers or the Steam Link or the Steam Controller. It's like relatively new things that they're trying out in, uh, in, in hardware. Uh, I saw people also saying online that it might be like to, uh, because there's a weird leak to have it right now, right? Right before the holiday season. Mm -hmm. So that it's maybe done to like uh, 
you know, stop Oculus Quest from like selling as much as possible because people are not saying, oh, that might be a headset coming from Valve. I'm going to hold my money, which is a is a valid strategy. But uh, there were also le- some leaks from Oculus uh, this week, uh, which I also found a little bit more interesting than the one that I saw from Valve, which was the uh, the patent that they released for possible eye tracking. So mm, mm. there's a lot of going on in the VR industry in general. And I do not find this headset, with the things that I've seen right mm. now, the most interesting piece of hardware. I think the, the best thing about it, though, is the fact that it's just more competition for the marketplace. Yeah. And I think yeah, true. it's amazing right now. I feel like we're in this amazing time right now that we're almost talking about a new headset every other week you know that, that's coming yeah. to the marketplace and I, I think that's exciting um it's confusing albeit for consumers especially that are new to vr i think it's very confusing but i think it's great that we're seeing this step up in that a lot of people want to throw their hat in the ring get involved in the market and and make it a little bit more competitive because what that does is it, it it grows the industry and then drives down prices for everyone in terms of consumers and then more developers are going to be excited about you know, developing games for these platforms as well. So I think it works well for everyone in the long run. Um, but of course, like you, I'm I'm more excited about the prospect of Valve bringing out a game. Yeah. You know, because the thing is, if, if they say, let's just take take this hypothetically. If they said, right, uh, just before Christmas, they dropped a headset with knuckles and base stations and like Half Life VR that used the knuckles in such a way that you couldn't have that experience unless you bought the knuckles with the Vive. For example, well, I'll, I'll, a, I'll, I'll buy three of those headsets, even though that, I don't really like. I'm that excited about them. <laughs> like, that's a, that's exactly the thing. Like PC gamers have been waiting for a Half-Life game, like for a century almost. You know, like it's it's crazy how long we've been waiting for this. So. But it, I mean, of course, I mean Half-Life is uh, is probably like the becoming like the little gem that every every PC gamer wants, but. If it's any VR game coming from Valve, you know it's yeah. it's going to be amazing. Like yeah. it, it can be even like a completely new series. But if it comes from a, a, one of the biggest game studios in the world, then you know it's 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 epic. You know. I think what's going to be interesting is is that they could be the ones that set the standard of how VR should be played. Mm. Mm. And, yeah, and, absolutely. And, and that people are like, whoa, you know, the way I can touch things, how I can play these games how i move maybe they found a new locomotion system that we never thought of before like there's so many things they could innovate on mm. um, by just blasting out a game that is like super solid yeah um, so i think they don't even need the ip itself mm. they just need to show that they understand how vr works because let's be honest even after this year people has to have still not figured out how games need to be played i i have never played a title that is let's say almost close to perfection yeah. uh mm. well on on a pancake uh a screen i have played a few games where i'm like well this is you know this is super super neat yeah yeah oh, what, what i would what i would say as well as like for for people that are still doubting you know should i should i buy a headset now you know should i should i wait for next year uh, I think my advice, you know, get in now because there, there's going to be some awesome prices for the holiday season. Don't wait for like new hardware because you'll be waiting always for new hardware. And <laughs> I think that, uh, uh, yeah. you know, the amount of content that there is at the moment with the Rift and with the Vive is is going to be 
awesome content to keep you, you know, pleased for like many years to come. So yeah, I wouldn't like, worry about that. Like, like you say, if you haven't owned a, a VR headset up until now, you've got such a huge library of games yeah. to go through that are all stand out and great. And like you say, with with it being Black Friday at the end of the month, you know, hold off for that and and wait. You know, whether you want a PSVR or a Rift or a Vive or a Windows MR headset, that is going to be the best time to get the best deal. So hold off yeah. for then. Yeah, so. But yeah, I wouldn't wait any longer because, like you say, you're always going to be chasing the next bit of hardware. Otherwise, because I think yeah. especially next year we're going to see a lot of a lot more of this, you know, more headsets being released, a lot more innovation. So just get it now and then yeah. upgrade later on. Yeah, it, just just to throw my hat in the ring on this leak. Um, I generally don't like leaks. <laughs> the reason being that I'm a kind of guy who like I like a good press release where you know the company <laughs> and the company's you know big secret or whatever comes out in the way they expect it, like Diablo Immortal. Um, you know, <laughs> so I, I, I just I tend to prefer a kind of a structured release as opposed to leak season. And this this looks suspicious to me. Uh, the fact that they've got yeah. a Valve logo on the circuit board, um, you know, maybe that's something they've done before. But the 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 photography here, I mean, it's not that this couldn't this that this couldn't be faked. I'm not saying it is. I think it seems quite reasonable in terms of where a product team would be pushing, um, particularly if they had first party software to package with it. I'm totally into picking this up and trying it out. I'm still quite annoyed at leak season because that seems to be where we are right now. And it's like yeah. I'd rather just have the companies come out with this information when they're ready. And, you know, if, if it is true that somebody at Valve leaked these photos, like a couple of years ago, you know, there was some student or someone getting a tour and leaked some photos of, of development studio screens and stuff. It's like you have a privileged role. So, like, feck you if you take photos and go leak them on the Internet. If this is a corporate, you know, corporate v. corporate, oh, we're going to leak this just like, you know, album artists and that do for music, the music industry, um, fine. You know, I'll accept it then. But first, for an individual to kind of do this, like, Sorry, feck you, dude, or gal, whoever did this, because, you know, you're you're opening my Christmas present early, so feck you for that. And, uh, you know, I, I think you should uh, not do this. You're a bad employee. So anyway, there you go. That's where I stand yeah. on it. I, 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 love, I love your standpoint, Zim. But the best thing is, like, the photos have a date and time stamp. So if it's, like, a super secret headquarters, they're going to have, like, RFID tags to get in and out of the place. So they're going to know exactly who did it. Um, it's so, yeah. funny that you know when there's an article on TechCrunch, people are like 50-50 on it. You know they doubt if it's real or not and what's going on. But when Upload is pushing it, almost 90% of the people believe it. But, but I, that's I also think, because there's pictures, I, of course. I felt like like recently looking at Upload um, from the articles I've seen and the titles they use, they seem to go a little bit more full in on, on, on the titles they use on their articles and if they are real or not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with this one, they, they went like full in. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like I think putting they... Half-Life in your title and everything. Yeah. And, and, and they have, they said they have a source an anonymous yeah. one. Yeah. But that's something you can always say. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but like, but like you but... said, you know, they've got the credibility to, to have the, the, these images to back up their claim, you know, whereas. Yeah. yeah but on the other and side, also, and also what, is what is a Half-Life game? You know, what is a half Is it, yeah. is it going to be a demo? Huh? Is it going to be yeah. like, oh, you can explore like yeah, uh, but... some things in like an escape room style or we gonna update our like uh, our steam app where yeah, you can the, explore the, you know you don't know what it is a half-life game could be thing, a lot of things the thing is if you are 
uh, like uh, you know, if people believe your your website, then you can also make use of that out of that from time to time and kind of balance that out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't yeah, really but know. I, I think I, I like honestly, we we know that Valve said a few times uh, uh, also this year that Half Life is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Mm. So why would it be with VR? Could be yeah, yeah, a demo he said, he said Half Life Three. Half Life Three is not going to happen. That's what he mm-hmm. said. But we we yeah. don't know what else is happening in that ecosystem of like yeah. ha- being Half Life. I mean, technically, yeah, no, no, of course. There are so it many. Could also games be a spin off of, of, of what yeah, they made before, um, or prequel, or they skip Half Life Three to go from, to Half Life Four, and you know, you don't know what's gonna happen. Alex, yeah. happy, Alex's I, fashion simulator, and I can tell Mike is itching to move, <laughs> and we should move to the next subject. It, it's it's uh, the only thing I, I I wanted to say with this is that when you look at other websites like Road to VR, VR Focus, etc. They have a different approach on what this is, a, a little bit calmer in a way, where th- this yeah. is like so, of course, hype that you can, you know, get everyone on board straight away. But I just noticed that every website has a different approach on how they bring this news and how far they want to go with that, too. And it's, it's but the I, same I, I just want to say creators. one more thing. No, no Mike, I just want to. I want to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm right. joking. Just, just continue. Yeah, but I was just going to say, like, it's the same with us as content creators, you know, yes. to, to get attention, you have to, you know, push things a little bit to the boundaries a little bit, you know, to get to get that, those clicks, to get those important no. clicks. Click, click, <laughs> click. Um, but anyway, let's talk about uh, Shadow VR. Um, and like I said earlier, you know, the, the marketplace seems to be hotting up right now. Headsets being announced almost every other week. And now we've got another headset. Uh a headset called Shadow VR, and it's going to be made by a company called Shadow Creator. Now, there are, you know, we don't really know of them that well here in the West, but they're quite a big company based in China, based in Shanghai. And uh, they announced this week at a HTC event that they're going to be creating uh, a Six Degrees of Freedom standalone VR headset that's going to use the Vive Wave platform. So what HTC have done, is they've, they've created a platform called Vive Wave and basically allowed other hardware manufacturers to base a headset around their platform so their platform will include like viveport and like a you know a menu system a bit like using a version of android for example they've basically allowed that uh, to be accessible for these companies so they're just building the hardware around it have to don't have to worry about the software um but this new uh, shadow vr headset like i say is kind of um competition for the quest and you know we've seen uh, we've got the Shadow VR headset, we've got the Quest, we've got the Vive Focus now with Six Degrees of Freedom uh, controllers edition, and we've got the Lenovo Mirage Solo soon coming with Six Degrees of Freedom controllers now. So there's a lot of competition hotting up in this market space of like being the standalone headset. Um, but in terms of specs, it comes with uh, two Six Degrees of Freedom controllers, but with touchpads rather than th- rather than thumbsticks. Personally, I prefer thumbsticks, but it is what it is. Uh, It has the same Snapdragon 835 processor as the Quest, but it has a lower resolution LCD display uh, over the Quest's OLED display. You got to balance it somehow, right? Because they're probably not getting the same image processing that we know the Quest has. So you got to make a trade-off. And it's minimal. It's it's minimal. You know, like the the Shadow uses uh, a combined resolution of 2560 by 1440 whereas the Quest uses 2880 by 1600. So the difference is going to be marginable 
marginal in terms of real world use mm. uh, but it has the same 110 degrees uh, field of view as the quest i know we had some confusion over that in a previous episode of the show it's not 95 degrees it is 110 degrees horizontal field of view which is the standard that most uh, use um but interestingly enough you can buy this headset from today right now you can go and buy this uh, and it's the same price as the quest uh, 399 us dollars with worldwide shipping i'm, I'm going to say two things one it feels rushed like there was like no one expected this like it feels like they just like brought out a, a headset real quick i and and then the other thing that i want to say is who came up with that name shadow, <laughs> shadow vr what what is it going to be like the next iteration like ninja vr shogun <laughs> vr like what yeah. like, it, it it's not a good name no. i don't like it yeah. the, sounds like the, a, the like a gaming gaming we, we live in the shadow of the oculus quest <laughs> yeah, yeah have yeah. they thought about that no, nice, I nice. So. <laughs> I, I think the problem is is that it doesn't seem like this headset is for the Western market. It seems like this is for the Chinese market right now. Mm. Uh, same with Again. the Vive Focus. Yeah, um, because right now we don't really have an ecosystem in place here in, in, in Europe and in, in, in the UK and in the Western world in the US for like a storefront that has all the applications. <laughs> I, you know, I understand that Viveport is thriving in in the asian market great and i think that's probably where this this product is best placed right now whether the the htc can bring you know this mobile viveport platform over to the west is another thing but really that's but what it needs is is that a smart strategy to go to go to 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 focus on like you know the, the asian market only then i would imagine right now it's a bigger market than the us yeah and, and, well, yeah. and the rest no of the doubt. world combined no for sure but at the same time a lot of the asian market goes to the us to buy american products so. Yeah, but particularly hardware and stuff like that is the other way around uh, for sure. Yeah, and yeah. you know, HTC are a, a you know a Chinese company after all, so it does kind of make sense. But it kind of does seem interesting to what they what they're doing with their kind of idea of how to tackle this problem is to create a, you know a software platform and then yeah. give that out to hardware manufacturers because then you you know you're spreading your wings even further, uh, you know your platform even further without really having to put all the effort in in terms of hardware. They can mm. just focus on their own headset. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see what happens over the next year or so in terms of these standalone is, headsets. Is the Oculus Store actually available in the Asian markets? Um, well, it's a really good question, actually, because I only know the comparison with the Xiaomi, which is the comparable product to the Oculus Go, which is uh, their headset. And that does have its own dedicated store, which is completely separate from the Western store. Um, but in terms of like Rift... I really don't know, actually, and it's a, it's a really good question. So if, if you own an Oculus Rift, because, I mean, Steam, you won't be able to get there, right? Um, you're not going to be able to get Steam on this standalone headset, no. It uses Viveport, actually, as a store. Mm-hmm. But can yeah. you, for example, in, in, in China, because you know they use a lot of, like, VPN blockers and stuff like that, mm. can you, can you for example, get, like, a Steam product there, even? F reality, uh, yeah. Know, so like the, the, the Vive, the Vive is like a huge, huge success in in China as well. I would say, right. um, but I mean, software medic. Just maybe someone in the chat knows that. If you can, you download and install Steam on, a, on, for example, a Chinese PC, and then download products there. That's I, why. I, I, yeah, I'm wondering. for sure. Because I've seen, I've seen Chinese keys getting sold too the market so what, what is then the the goal of like separating the market like what why is viveport for example only available or only popular in in china if they also have for example a steam 
Uh, because Viveport, like like Oculus, it, it's going to be a separate ecosystem for their mobile platforms. You know, like it's going to be different because like they've got Viveport for Vive, so that has all the PC VR content. Mm-hmm. But they're also going to have Viveport for mobile. So just for like the mobile, Oculus yeah. Store, I yeah. Get that. So it has two separate yeah. ecosystems for different platforms. Yeah. I, I still um, think that the okay. point that you made earlier, Mike, is, is true. And I'm getting a little bit exhausted with the number of iterations of nuanced headsets coming out. It's something that actually <laughs> kind of springboards off of what Palmer said originally, 2014, 2015, where he said that there'll be this kind of <clears throat> this this brewing pot where you end up with a standard that's just an amalgamation of all the offerings that are out there. Because that's where developers get forced to develop for, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the center point is. Um, and I think first party, like what we just talked about with the Valve headset potential, um, you know, that's where that's where you actually get the kind of expansive growth that takes you off into a different direction. So yeah. it's interesting to see it, but uh, I'd like to see more unique selling points on these headsets. We, we got uh, we got Eric in the chat saying that uh, Steam and an Oculus Home you can't use in China, and Vive uses Viveport in China. So that that brings me a bit back to my question, like if if you can't use the Oculus Store yeah. in China, what is the what is the alternative then? If you own an Oculus Rift, you have the Xiaomi. I, I don't know about the Rift, but the Go. Obviously, they have the, the Xiaomi you Store. Buy the Rift from there. There is not even you know you don't don't get advertised by this Rift. You know mm-hmm. because if the government doesn't approve a product, then it will also not not be advertised there. Mm. So maybe a, they don't use. They got a really hard stuff. wall. I mean, if if you know about um, yeah, of course the, the U.S.'s <laughs> wall. I mean, China's had a a digital wall around the boundaries of China yeah, for a for very long time. Long time. Yeah. I mean, it's a very censored environment, and uh, that, that, that's why that's why I'm wondering like what the what what the point was of like you know if if you make several storefronts, um, why not try to like go to like the biggest market, which is everyone. And uh, just try to include it there. Why? Why focus on just a single part? Well, because I, I think the market in Asia is like up to grabs for HTC right now. There's almost no one else operating there. Because so Oculus is just, just not there. But what no, if? You, like, like, that's, that's why, why I find it a weird there. strategy. Because if Oculus, you know, takes the entire Western market, which they're on their way of doing, they're getting the the the, the best hardware releases. They're getting the best software. Yeah. Then, if they become so big that eventually they make a different but, sort of app and collaboration with the Chinese company, then they would overtake that market as well because they have. But on the, the other side, the success you book in China and the the experience you build from that is going to be very useful in actually the Western market. You know, so I don't think they are in a hurry, and they don't have to because we're still at the like you know start of what VR is going to be. And um, I I think personally. If you hear the stories from China and how many people own a headset and how standard it already becomes there compared to here mm. in America, that we have a long way to go, mm. a long yeah. way to go. Yeah, yeah. But, I think but at the same time, they, they they use a lot of different products. For example, Facebook they also don't have it in China. YouTube mm. is a different version. Uh, yeah, they don't use YouTube. So it, all, it always needs to be like a like a Chinese company. So in a way, that is a big market, but at the same time, it does feel very limiting and because you only target a certain kind of people it's just separate markets you know they're they're completely separate ecosystems almost you know the us and china definitely Uh, but the issue i think the main issue with all these products is i think you know it's great that we're getting more headsets but we just need more compelling games to 
to play on these headsets because if we don't have any games, we've said before, you just have a, a lump of plastic there yeah. that, that isn't very useful. But also the, the interests are completely different. Because if you look at like, uh, you know, the interests of, of China, if you I don't know if you guys ever like, uh, you know, played any like Chinese games or like uh, look like Chinese movies. They're completely different from any of the Western kind of things that you that you usually play or watch. Yeah, I, I, I know what that feels like because I just played. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have, have spotted. Uh, there's a game called Zone of the Enders, uh, two, mm-hmm. which was uh, released on PSVR, and a friend of mine who's a big fan of that kind of stuff, big robots and all that, uh, gave it to me. But playing it, I, I would challenge any of you to try it because anyone who who has VR legs should be the only people trying this game. <laughs> um, it is like literally, if, if you if you've ever watched like some some proper a- anime. And, and seen something like Gundam Wing or any of those shows, like the amount of erratic, like point, like instantaneous based switching that happens in that for switching targets and slicing, it's it's insane. So um, I, I'm with Rowdy. The, the content itself is very different. But I do think for that market with 1.3 billion people, that's definitely. Zuckerberg's yeah, target, definitely. isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> get of a course. billion in the VR. <laughs> Just get only the Chinese people in. Exactly. Plus, by the way, things that are usually popular in China slowly also fly over to our, you know, uh, society. I'm still waiting so for a Belgian K-pop there, band, you know. Then, well, not only <laughs> Maybe you that, can start it, Rally. <laughs> if you yeah. can put your, your product in, you know, in, in, in the Asian market, that's usually a very good start of, mm-hmm. of, of a bigger, you know. Um, we, we should definitely put out a, a, a job posting for an Asian correspondent because we can, we <laughs> yeah. can use some insight well, into exactly, that market. Every, every time, like, honestly, like every time I talk about the Chinese market and VR wise, I feel like I have to go there sometimes. And I, I yeah. really like think about going there for a while. So I can talk to people and see like, hey, what's going on? Because we're talking about something we don't understand. Mm. And we don't know what's going on. Like, it's so freaking popular there that you would be amazed. As I said before, a couple of weeks ago, we had this event. There were so many people there. It's yeah. crazy. I've never seen that before. So there are so many cool you should, things. You should, you should just get a Chinese girlfriend, Nathan. Just, you know, That'll do, do that. It. I mean, my, my brother is going a lot to China because his girlfriend and her family are living there in Beijing. And mm. every time I hear these stories of what VR, like what kind of companies are there. And like you, you went, for example, to Carnage Chronicles, the depths of that. They are like based in Beijing and they, they work from there. Um, and there are so many arcades that they have there with VR. So many projects going on. It's it's crazy. It's seriously you definitely crazy. Go. You should definitely go. <laughs> Yeah, oh, maybe just wear a GoPro. There. Please wear a GoPro like on your we, chest level and just record that the whole trip. <laughs> <laughs> we we got some information from uh, Brian Foster who said that uh, Valve has partnered with Perfect World, as a Chinese publisher, to officially bring the Steam Store to China in June 2018. So that should have already happened. Apparently. Interesting. Okay. okay. Thanks for the update, dude. So let's quickly uh, round up the show then with some final news about uh, Beat Saber coming to PS in VR. And, you know, it needs to be on as many platforms as possible in my mind because I I think it is a system seller. Uh, But we've got an official date this week of the uh, release of Beat Saber for PSVR, and that's going to be on the 20th of November. Now, interestingly, a lot of people were super happy about it, of course, but then there were some people that weren't happy about it either. Uh, and that is because it's going to feature a, a new campaign mode and five new songs, 
some modifiers, some new sabers, and a practice mode uh -oh. that are going to be exclusive for uh -oh. the time being to PSVR. Uh -oh. <laughs> so, so smart. So smart. So, smart. so, we, it's, it's, so it's almost smart. like we knew this was going to happen. Uh, but P PCVR owners are like, of course, up in arms about it because they're going to be missing out on these new official tracks. Um, but the Beat Saber devs did state via Twitter, don't worry, PCVR users. They will be coming soon to PCVR, but you're just going to have to wait a little while. But um, it, it's modded. Like, people are going to well, download exactly. the tracks and going to make the exact version and it's, like, yeah, import it into PC anyway. This is so my what point. What are you about? Like, this is my point. Yeah, exactly. You know, the PCVR community have, like modded beat saber and you know the piece the psvr users aren't ever going to get that no. you know you're not going to ever be able to have custom tracks custom map tracks lighting mods different give two days two yeah. days for it to it's, get modded <laughs> it's, it's kind of silly i mean you like these playstation vr users get just a few more songs well on pc they have every song they could ever dream of they could even yeah. create it on playstation yeah. you can't do that and then they are still you know have, the, having the balls to even you know complain about the, that i'm i'm surprised that, that sounded uh, a bit like donald trump like we got every song we ever dreamed of but i'm super happy it's not fake i'm super way. happy that it is coming to P psvr because i think it's a great game and it's a great platform P great psvr game. is a great platform great and and um, and the thing is as well, because it's going to be launching, you know, in a couple of weeks' time, twentieth of November. Now they can just focus development on the quest. <laughs> but that's what I want. The other thing is, like, whenever someone releases a game like that, like when you know what it's done in, in the PC market, right? What's going to happen? PS4 and PSVR owners are just about to get a notch healthier. Like the amount of exercise <laughs> that they're going to get. This is a game that. I have, you know, unabashedly played at like three and four in the morning. I came back from California and I literally like beat all the songs on Expert. It like, took me like four hours, like like in the morning, like crazy hours. And it's just because it was like so good. It's just like it's so good to just play that and feel great and get that achievement. Yeah. And I'd revisit it any day. You know, it's but such a on the, magic on the formula. Other side, uh, when Carmack did his keynote at Connect, he was talking about a lot of people actually playing a lot of games that are physical seated. And today, when I was on the, uh, was scrolling through the Facebook group of uh, of Oculus, there was someone playing Pavlov, just like seated. He was like laying down like this with his hand on his keyboard <laughs> or something. So and I don't know. I like <laughs> some people just play even Beat Saber seated, and, yeah. and that's fine. I I think I would do that too after like two three rounds. I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna play it seated, and that's cool. Because uh, I can yeah, imagine if he's... how many people just don't play it the way you think they. No, you're think. you're totally right. Yeah, yeah. Nikki's got a total point. Like especially console <laughs> gamers, a bunch of lazy bastards, you know. Yeah, yeah, potato, <laughs> potato gamers, exactly. You, you had a friend over today, right, Nathan? And you were demoing Beat Saber. Oh. Together, he was getting like seriously into it. By the oh, dude, yeah, yeah. First, first, I showed him like Beat Saber, and he played VR before, so it wasn't the first. It was the second time, and then then I told him about Creed, and. um Funny enough, he kind of looks like the character from Creed, the yeah. actor. So he was like looking at his arms. I was like, whoa, whoa, I got like this. These are my arms. So he was like totally immersed because he has the same skin color. And then he was playing the game, dude. Like he was like totally getting into it. It was like, like he took a shirt he, he off. Knocked, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like for the full experience, <laughs> and, uh, and and like he knocked out like like guys that are like at the end of the game that are pretty hard in the career mode. He just knocked them out in the first round. He was like slamming them so hard. I saw that. It's yeah, crazy, dude, wow. man. This guy, he was killing. Wow. I couldn't stop. He was like, "Whoa, hey, hey, Rocky, you know, I'm gonna fight you next." That's what he said. He's like, <laughs> he was like totally going. He's gonna feel that tomorrow for sure. Oh yeah. yes. Yes. But um, (laughs) in terms of uh, Beat Saber on PSVR, we don't have any official pricing just yet, but if it's it's likely going to be around $19.99 in British pounds, $24.99 in US dollars if you're interested. Um, But yeah, like I say, it's coming out on the 20th. That's Mm. the end of the show, really, in terms of all the information and news we've got. So if you've got any questions, now's a great time to put them in the chat, and I'll do a little recap of the times. Mm. So just a reminder, we go live every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitch. Tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 12 midday in Central US. Also, check out the audio version, which is great to listen to on your commute, and that's available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Anchor. Yeah, we we yes. got a, a very good comment from uh, Malin Rap. He says uh, on the Beat Saber topic, why do, pe- why do people even care about the exclusiveness? Are you kidding me? PC users can literally moth this, you bunch of babies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they can make something they want. That's right. Um, there was another one that was at the start of the show. I, I, I don't remember your name anymore. I'm sorry. But um, um, someone was asking uh, what our number one Go title would be because that person just bought one. And, and if we had any recommendations, Easy. just, just shark and shark. Go on, Rowdy. Virtual, virtual reality. Or face uh, your fears. Yeah, my, my, mine's poker VR. Always. It's so easy. Just to, anytime I feel like I, I don't have energy for anything else, I just sit at a table, play poker with a bunch of people from across the world. Love it. Yeah. I, I would say just go out and get an Xbox One S controller and then buy Kin, Thumper. Blaze Rush, and uh, Hero Bound. Thumper. Those three games will, uh, and Thumper. Those four games. Mike, <laughs> <laughs> like you just took up our whole allotment. We're yeah. one each. If there's one, one. Um, Hero Bounds. I think that game's great. Really? Very for me, for, me uh, for a one-time showing, it would be Face Your Fears. What? Not Dreadhalls? I think you can play Dreadhalls on the go, too. Yeah, it, it, it's a cut-down version. Uh, I would say oh. the Dreadhalls on the go is a little... Yeah, you're, again, it's similar to what I would say to Mike's Blaze Rush and hero bound uh, example i'd say those are both better on rift than they are can on you can on you go. bow creatures in the butthole in the, on the go probably not as effectively yeah there. but you could put your controller in there though <laughs> so so my recommendation is uh, completely free you just go into uh the oculus uh, you know home uh thing and then you play boggle with your friend just invite him and if, if you have fun. friends if you if like you have me, friends, you really oh, yeah, want if to you game, have no friends, then just money. play Dreadhalls and cry in a corner, being scared of creatures. You know, virtual, virtual. Do, do not yeah. get, do not get your, uh, your your life partner into that boggle game. That's all I'm saying. All right, my wife and I have already had fisticuffs over that fucking thing. Her and her go, me and my go, and it like playing at that little table, and okay. it's like, no, nah, I'm done with this. That's it. I'm going upstairs. So, <laughs> that solution would just be cheaper to go out and just buy boggle the board game. There, there is a fair point. There's another very good question. Maybe we should talk about this in the next show. But David is asking, when does the Oculus come to Brazil? And I heard that the Oculus Rift is not getting sold in Brazil at Big all market. because That's the shop owners the, are keeping them for themselves. And devs who wanted to have one had to just ship them also 
to them because otherwise they so yeah. i think that's a good question you know what countries still are, are not excluded. able to buy a headset and yeah. i mean there are many uh, out there but brazil for example is a surprise in a way right that you can't mm -hmm. buy one there <laughs> so uh, that, that would be a, a good topic for another uh, time but yeah david that's a good one yeah definitely yeah, well, that is the end of the show. I hope you guys and girls have enjoyed this one. Have a great week in VR, and we'll see you on next week's episode. So until then, bye-bye for now. Cheers. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye.